What is going on, my friends? Damien here, your host of That Arsenal Women Podcast. You wanted it, you got it. Let's go. I am so beyond thrilled, not only to bring you yet another episode, this time an episode for real, but from the lovely interaction, the lovely words, the encouraging messages that I've received through the last week or so when I released that baby teaser episode of what this show is all going to be about. And what I wanted to do today was talk about why Arsenal women. You know, that's something that my friends have asked me in the past and people ask me like, well, why do you love women football so much? And it has to start to a degree with that. But before I talk about why Arsenal women, there are things that I need to discuss. One of them is why Arsenal in general and why women's football, right? It's all interlocked. It's all related And how you'll hear me talk about Dennis Bergkamp a lot. But one of the things he said is that you don't choose your, your football team. The football team chooses you. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that, not because I think it's important for you to know what I think or where I come from football-wise, but because it's it's cool to know other people's footballing culture and why they support the team that they do and why certain players might resonate with them and what their experience is like. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I'm doing this is to try to relate to other people, have other people relate to me, to share experiences and to try to build this community around women's football that already exists, by the way. It's not like I'm the only Arsenal women podcast. There are there are other po- podcasts out there. I just sort of try to marry all my interest within, you know, where it's music or my love for communication or chatting or somewhat of amateur-ish broadcasting and obviously podcasting and just kind of bring it all together. So let's just start from the very beginning. Why Arsenal? I think it's a it's a good starting point. And I'm always curious to know why you support Arsenal. So one of my first memories, even though I'm not going to talk about exactly about Arsenal, this will make sense. One of my first memories in life was watching football with my grandma, may she rest in peace, Hilda, and not only any football match or just the sport as a whole. I vividly remember watching the Dutch national team play. And I remember her telling me that that's where her grandfather was from. He was Dutch. And that instantly sort of hooked me on the sport. And and obviously, if you know me now, most of what hooked me was the color of their shirts, right? Their orange bright orange uh, kits. They were, it was just amazing. I saw people like Ruth Hulit and Frank Rijkaard with their hair, and I was just like, oh, my God, I want to look like them and all this other stuff. So that's kind of like the genesis of my love for football as a whole. As the years went by, my love for the sport grew. Honestly, I was collecting Panini albums. I was watching the World Cups. I was watching the Euro Cups. I was watching any match that I could. The, growing up in Venezuela, you see a lot or you saw a lot of Italian football and Spanish football. So that was part of my culture. And the very, very beginning of my love for the sport had to do with those Barcelona teams from from the late 80s, especially the early 90s, Real Madrid teams, of course, and the Italian teams like Juve. And of course, most more than anything, AC Milan and, Mil- and Inter that were playing at the Giuseppe Meazza Stadium, they still play, but they were broadcast a lot in the, in the channels that I had. But parallel to this, I was also just obsessed with the sport in general, playing it through high school, 
and I was never really as good as all my friends, but I loved the game. Always played it. I always had a pair of cleats, a pair of footballs in my in my car, um, and it was just a, a big part of who I was. Like that's that was the whole thing. Playing video games with my friends or going to a friend's house. Soccer was the whole thing. Football was the whole thing. But I was also starting to get into or understanding that there were other channels available in on cable that would show British games, right? The English premiership at the time. And, you know, I really started cementing my love for Arsenal around 1997 or so, the summer of 97 into 1998. Now, I'm going to go ahead and assume that a lot of you are Arsenal fans like myself. And because I've been a, a, a massive fan, being from Venezuela, I have to admit that it wasn't because I went to Highbury once or I, you know, this magical thing of having grown up in London or anything like that. It was way more sort of a product of marketing, believe it or not. And I'm not ashamed to admit it because of the following. One day my dad was uh, traveling and he brought home as a gift a VHS tape that featured the highlights of the premiership at the time. And I remember seeing all these goals and all these players, but one player stood out and he had, or his team had a massive JVC logo on his chest. And that stood out because not only because of the way that this player was always smiling and happy and how he celebrated the goals and the enthusiasm in which he, he played. Obviously that player is Ian Wright. Um, the JVC logo meant a lot because I was also a music fanatic growing up, as you can tell for me being a, a, a musician now. But the stereo that I had, the stereo that really got me into music and that would allow me to just play CDs and visualize myself performing with you know major bands and touring the world and being able to do that for a living now, the stereo that I had was JVC the same brand that at the time the Arsenal sponsored and sponsored the kids. And I didn't know this. I didn't know that it was Arsenal. So added to this was the fact that I was a massive metal fan. And my favorite man, band growing up was Megadeth. And in one of the songs of the So Far So Good So What album, there's a line that says, the Arsenal of Megadeth can't be rid. And then it goes on to talk about, you know, whatever Dave Mustaine wrote about. So I, was, I had this aha moment like, whoa, JVC, Megadeth, Arsenal. Arsenal are mentioned in this Megadeth song that I'm listening to on my JVC stereo. So it just, I was like, are you kidding me? Like it just all made sense. I was hooked forever, right? I started liking more of the team, learning more about the team. And the 1998 World Cup runs around. And I said Dutch football fanatic, like I said, I started following what they were doing at the time. One of my favorite squads ever, which was with Edwin van der Sar and, of course, the De Boer brothers, Arthur Newman, uh, Giovanni van Bronck. I don't know if Giovanni van Bronckhorst was in the team, actually. No, I don't think he was. I think he's a little too young. But Edgar David, Clarence Seydorf, obviously, Patrick Kluivert, Dennis Bergkamp, and a bunch of other players, right? And they kept talking about uh, Burkamp and, and, and he scored amazing goals, especially that goal against Argentina. And then it mentioned that he played for Arsenal. And I hadn't really known or noticed that he played for Arsenal. Like I didn't have a lot of ways to know about this. The internet was just kind of barely 
getting started in my life. And I was hooked, again, more so on this marriage of Arsenal and the Dutch national team and vice versa. And that union is incredibly important to me. And, you know, of course, you fast forward to, as a fan, you know, seeing two double winning seasons, the Invincibles, countless FA, FA Cup titles, and all these other things. They were massive high points. But slowly, through the years, there were also things that I was in, in love with. Not only with the, the club as a whole, but just football in general. You know, a lot of my players retiring, you know, with all those Invincibles retired there's like a big part of you as an arsenal fan that goes missing and you know that that is not coming around again ever right it, it, it's lost in time so coming to grips with that and then age and different priorities in your life and so on and so forth but i just kind of felt like not to go down a rabbit hole i felt that arsenal as a club had sort of lost their way i thought it was a little unrecognizable you had the whole sort of downfall with arsene wenger whether you're were arson in or out that whole situation and then you had this this whole thing coupled with the macro sort of view of the sport with racism not going anywhere and, and homophobia and uh you know corruption insane transfer fees what these players are earning and all these other things so in general i just wasn't loving football i wasn't loving the arsenal squad i mean of course i love the crest and i love the team as a whole but you know what i mean like i, I just wasn't really getting too excited about it and it, also the dutch national team was like doing really well they made made it to a, a final a, the world cup final and there were players that really i really liked but after that it just kind of started going downhill and it was just this lull where I just wasn't sort of super in it, which was kind of like anti my identity. Like I was like the guy that was supports through thick and thin and blah, blah, blah. And I was just kind of taking a step back with other things that were kind of happening in my life. So one day I was just like, literally just thought to myself, like, what would I like to see in a team again? You know, what would I truly like to see in, 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 in a team that represents the crest that I love so much? And what would it take for me to fall back in love with this, right? It was clear that I wasn't in love with it. The first thing that came to mind was, like, I need a Dutch number 10, that, that brain of a Dutch player that is intelligent, that can stop time like Dennis would do. I would also love a high-flying winger, somebody that has tricks, that can shoot with either foot, that can dribble past defenders, that can have amazing assists. Uh, I also wanted or would have liked to see on the club, like in the club, super solid defenders, right? Super solid defenders. And even if they were from London, from Arsenal, that loved it, like Tony Adams was, right? I wanted that. You know, the whole one of our own. I wanted that. Um, I wanted the Patrick Vieira that left, I would have liked a commanding, not only one player, but two, like a partnership of center defensive midfielders that would be intelligent, creative, that would boss it, 
that would recover the ball, that would help with defense, that would push the ball forward and be box to box. Like all those things are what I wanted, right? I felt like I wanted a group of winners with amazing attitudes, pedigrees that were like captains of their teams, international like that. At one point, Arsenal had like lots of captains of their nations, right? Somehow that got lost in recent years. I mean, there's ways to figure it out. But, but that's exactly what I wanted. That's kind of what the dream was, like how this would happen. Parallel to, to this, this is around 2017 or so. The 2019 Women's World Cup rolls around. Now, mind you, I wasn't playing a lot of soccer or football in my life at the time. I had joined a couple of leagues uh, here in in United States in, in Los Angeles, specifically a co-ed league. If you don't know what a co-ed league, that means there's women and men. And at first I was very hesitant, you know, that, that sort of stupid male toxic masculinity, ego, thinking like, oh, I'm not going to play with women. Like, come on, man, I go to heart tackles and I'm like good, assuming like they weren't good. It was just so ignorant. And I'm, one of the best lessons I learned was that. It opened my mind so much. So I joined this league. Every girl was better than me. They were better than most of the men, if not all the men. They had an idea of the game. They had more stamina, more endurance, a better vision of the game, understood the technique of it or had better technique than a lot of us. It was just amazing. And I will always be grateful to them and the players that were on my team uh, for allowing me to basically change my ways and and I was never anti-women in sports I've always supported women in sports but when it came to me playing I was always you know worried that I would hurt them and things like that you know and that's a whole different topic for a whole different day which we'll get to because it's part of what I feel a responsibility to talk about but the love that I had this newfound sort of respect and love that I had gained coupled with my niece starting to play a lot of soccer and football or football period it, it was just really interesting to me and it just kind of all came into a good place so come the 2019 world cup rolls around the women's world cup and i decided to make an active habit of watching the dutch play and as, as soon as i turned on the tv and i saw van de donk play and jill roard and vivian Miedema, and Dominic Janssen and Sari van Fenendal. I was, and and then they started talking about how they played for Arsenal at one point or another. I was like blown away. And I just fell in love with that squad, with all the players, regardless if they played for, for, for Arsenal or not. And I was just, talk about being hooked. That It just took me to 1998 when I saw those, that squad. I had felt the same thing in the, the the Dutch lionesses. I was just like blown away. So I started doing a little more research in between matches of DVD or Van de Donk and Gilles Roord and Viviana Miedema. And I didn't know how good Miedema was and all these other things. I, I just didn't realize that they, they were all part of Arsenal and they had just won uh, um, the WSL. And I just started doing more research, watching videos, and I started just understanding more and more and more and going deeper and I was just so interested and so curious about every player and I started learning about Leah Williamson and I started learning about Jordan Knobs and I started learning about Leah Williams uh, sorry <laughs> Leah Williamson again uh, uh Leah Valti and Kim Little 
and Beth Mead, and I started learning about Luis Quinn and, and, and just many other players that were part of that squad, and um, Danielle Carter, and it was just like this amazing thing, and it was like, it seemed like so like personal and intimate, all the interviews, it wasn't like this big showboaty, big production thing, like larger than life that, you know, the sort of men's th part of the game was always all about. It was all about to look at me type of situation. These were like the most humble, hardworking people. And of course I have like common sense to know how hard women have had to battle to be at the, at the point where they are be professional footballers. Like, and again, that's another topic for another podcast, but I was just blown away about everything. So I kept falling in love more and more and more with the Dutch national team. And then I started following the, those three players, Viviana Miedema, Daniela van der Donk, and of course, Jill Roard, because the other players had left. You know, Dominic Janssen had gone to Wolfsburg and Sadi van Venendal had gone, if I'm not mistaken, to Atletico Madrid at the time or shortly thereafter. So this is kind of where it all came to, to, to it, it all came back. You know, that Dutch number 10, even though she played with number seven, she played in the number 10 position. That was Danielle van der Donk. The high-flying winger was Beth Mead. The solid defenders were Louise Quinn and, and uh, Leah Williamson, for example. The, the one of our own, again, Leah Williamson in, or... or somebody that had been on the club for like nine or ten years at the time was Jordan Nobbs. World-class players like Kim Little, for example. Uh, amazing players like Lisa Evans with great attitudes and pedigree and amazing technique. And it was just incredible. I had found the love for the sport again and I had found the love for Arsenal again. And it was like the universe hurt my plead, right? And it just all made sense. And it just made me realize how lucky we are as Arsenal fans to have all the things that we we're like had been talking about. Not only me, but I hear you. You hear fans talking about it, whether in the the sports radio or you talk about them with your friends, and you, you know everybody's an expert. And they're like, "Well, you know what we really need is blah 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 blah." Well, it was happening, and I felt this organic way of filling that void. And I found it, again, it's there, it exists. And yeah, it's been a couple of years from that point. But a lot of the players are still there. A lot of that love is still there and will only continue to grow. The future is very, very exciting. And that is basically why I choose to talk about Arsenal women. I feel a great deal of gratitude and that I owe to a degree because uh, I owe them to a degree because they have single-handedly, well, not single-handedly because it was the, the Dutch lionesses. They're the reason why I fell in love back with the sport to the point where I was, I'm waking up at four in the morning with a big smile on my face. During the Olympics, I woke up at 3.30 sometimes, four o'clock only to watch the lineups. That's like how I know how much th this is awesome to me because I'm, I'm behaving like I did when I was a kid, when I was waking up really early to watch matches or looking up like the player bios and all this other stuff because I'm just interesting, I interested. Excuse me, I'm not that interesting because I talk a lot, but I'm very interested. So if you are 
a, a fan, you know all of this and you might relate. But if you're somebody that you're listening to this and you're trying to get to the root of that answer or, or, or the root to that question of, uh, or the answer to the question of why are so women, to a degree, the answer is in the question. And this is how I'll finish today. I want to support women in sports. I want to support Arsenal in sports. So if you support Arsenal women, it's the best of both worlds in what seems to me the most natural, organic, and commonsensical thing to do. If you add that to the fact, some empathy, and you try to understand without thinking way, way, way too much about this, how much the women's sport has to go through and battle to get to a place where it's respectable nowadays, which we're still not anywhere near a place where there isn't any misogyny or hate and, and ignorant comments. But this is why you do this, because I want to, and we all have to do our part to flood in a good way and to inundate social media and the output of content has to be positive, it has to be supportive, it has to be overwhelmingly filled with love and positive intentions. So this is why I do what I do. The reason why I support Arsenal women is because A, I feel they deserve it. And B, because I'm proof of what they have given me has paid so many massive dividends in my life as far as my energy, my interest in the sport, the fact that I've been able to connect with amazing people all over the world that have made me want to perfect or do my Twitch streams better. Obviously, it's not perfect. And to do this, now this new endeavor of a podcast, and there are not a lot. And another thing that I will say is this love that I've developed and the support that I've tried to put into motion in a much more sort of active way, it's just my way of doing it. And I challenge you and I encourage you to do your way of doing things. And if you think you could do a better podcast, please go ahead and do it. If you think you can write better blogs than the ones that are out there, please do it. Start a fan account. Start you know, doing clips and edits and put player stats and all these other things that this community or I've been able to share in, in my little community that could with my Twitch streams. Like that is what it's all about. So please, please, please continue supporting. If you have any questions, if you want to know which players to look for, I got you. Let me know. Tell me what you're thinking about. Tell me what you need in what you think is missing in the club. And I'm pretty sure I'll be able to give you an answer with a player or two or three or four or five or six or seven or eight or nine or 11. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this. And please subscribe, share, review, tell your friends about it. We'll be talking again soon.